All right, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Just a Girl from Cleveland. This is episode 83, and it has been a minute since I recorded. Um, And like clockwork, right when I went to hit record, sirens going off in the background, just it's classic downtown Cleveland. Some things (laughs) never change every time I try to record, but um, nonetheless, happy to be back. I've been dealing with a couple different personal issues that kind of kept me away from recording here, but trying to get back to some normalcy, and obviously we are approaching football season, training camp has started, so did want to jump back in and start recording again. So uh, super excited to um, be doing this. I have a couple different topics to cover. Obviously, the big one being the Deshaun Watson suspension was finally announced, Um, but just wanted to touch on a couple other random things before I get into that. Um, But thanks for bearing with me during the time I wasn't recording. Um, I hope you are as excited for football season as I am and... uh, ready to jump back into things. It's the best time of year. So first, before football, want to quickly talk about the Cavs draft, which obviously happened a little bit of a while ago now, but uh, I haven't recorded in a while, so I did want to talk about it a little bit. Um, First of all, very excited about the Isaiah Mobley pick. I know that's not the one you might have been expecting me to say based on the fact that, you know, he wasn't a star prospect, you know, first round pick that we were looking for, but I think it's great in terms of need for the team and additionally just bringing Evan's brother around to keep him happy and wanting to stay in Cleveland I think is huge and I just think it's kind of awesome to have two brothers on one team. So um, I was really excited about that. Um, And then I watched a good amount of some summer league games and was happy to see Ochai Abaji and what he is hopefully going to bring to the table. Um, I wasn't sure how I felt about the pick at first, but at the same time, we had pick 14. Um, And you're not going to get, obviously, a top five player at that point. I think we have been used to, for so long, um, picking very early um, and you know, dealing with those types of prospects. I mean, just the year before we got Evan Mobley. So um, I think we were used to expecting those types of players, but those players aren't available at 14. So I think it was a decent pick and I liked what we've been able to see from him at summer league so far. Uh, Seems like a good kid. So I'm excited about that. Um, And then the last big thing is obviously Darius Garland signing his max deal. So well-deserved. It's the biggest contract that anyone has ever been given on the Cavs, which is awesome. Um, I love how much he's embraced Cleveland, how he he loves playing for the city. Uh, he's kind of a become just a great leader on this team and um, a selfless leader. You know, I think that's my favorite part about watching this Cavs team is is the fact that our stars, you know, Evan. Jarrett and Darius are all kind of those quiet, confident leaders, and they just play so well as a team and want to play for each other. No one is asking for too much or needs, you know, a certain amount of shots per game in order to be happy. They're all just wanting to give to the team and do the best that they can for everyone else. So um, 
it's fun to love a team like that. I also thoroughly enjoyed the amount of Miles Garrett Cavs content we were getting uh, this summer when he came to Summer League. He's on the sidelines. He's wearing the jersey. He was a part of all of the New Jersey reveal stuff. And uh, you love to see the Cleveland teams mixing like that. And I mean, Miles is the best. So it, it was great to see that. I feel like he fits in really well with that roster, actually, just as like people on a human level. Um, so I'm, I'm sure they've all gotten to to be friends and know each other so that was uh that was pretty cool to see as well um that it is one of my favorite things is when the teams cheer each other on or, or mesh together uh it just it feels good to see everyone supporting each other so that's all i had to say about the Cavs. um couple other uh nfl topics to get into uh i want to talk about kyler murray so obviously he just got paid big time and there was the big drama over the small clause that was listed in his contract about doing a certain number of hours of you know film study and watching tape on his own time every single week and uh you know i don't know that much about nfl contracts because i never played in the nfl um so can only go off of what other players and previous players have been saying and it pretty much seems like this is this was way out of the ordinary of what a standard contract usually has in it. You are not asking your star quarterback or who you're paying a ton of money to to do a certain amount of work because they're probably already doing that um, and it doesn't need to be said or put in the contract. Um, so this caused a lot of drama and a lot of stir of is Kyler, you know, lazy? Is Kyler not putting the time in? You know, what's the deal with this? Um, the Cardinals have since taken out that clause in in the deal and removed it because I think it caused so much drama but at this point I think that's silly because we all know what happened like we are all fully aware uh, of what was put in there I don't think it really changes things from a public perception standpoint uh, but I don't know maybe it makes Kyler feel better to not have it in there because it was making him look really bad um, but what I can't figure out is who leaked that in the first place because I don't think it benefits the team and I don't think it benefits Kyler. So I, I truly do not understand why this was brought to the attention of the public in the first place because someone had to put it out there. Um, but it, it always makes it interesting when you hear stories like this. You wonder what other random clauses have been put in people's contracts in order to make sure that you know you're, the team's protecting themselves or the player. Um, but this was a weird one. And you know when I first saw it, I thought it was weird. And then to see the reaction of other people who have played in the league and how surprised they were to see it. I mean, could you imagine telling Tom Brady he has to do a certain number of hours of work every week? He's like, yeah, no, I do that already. Like that, I do 10 times what you think I should be doing. So I don't know. It was, it was weird, but I guess we'll see. I mean, Kyler's a good quarterback, but it'll he doesn't have any playoff success at this point in time. I'm interested to see if he can actually be that guy, but I think him getting this deal proves how hard it is to find a good quarterback in this league, even a good quarterback, like one that can win you a decent number of games. It is hard to come by. So when you find one, even one that hasn't shown you playoff success yet, you hold on to it. So I think it just shows how valuable the position is even more. Okay. Um, wanted to touch on some training camp things um, for the Browns. So I, um, I said something about this today. We need to bubble wrap every single receiver on our team 
before like and and until week one probably at this point because i am concerned (laughs) with the number of tweets i am seeing throughout the first few days of training camp on ah this this guy stayed down for a while amari cooper was down for a bit obviously there was the isaiah weston injury who he will not be playing at all um and then David Bell had his little whatever injury he had before camp even started. And it's just like, I'm already concerned about the receiver position in general, that seeing these tweets each time, it makes my stomach turn because we cannot afford to lose a single one of them. Um, I think Anthony Schwartz had a little thing on one day of training camp, and it's just, it's very stressful. We need, we already need more depth at that position. And it concerns me every time I see something that makes me feel like um, we're just kind of screwed at the position. So hopefully everyone can stay healthy because we are going to need every single one of them um, to be able to step up to the plate. Uh, I've seen a lot of good things coming out about um, Michael Woods, who I think we took him in the last round, I want to say, of the draft. A lot of good reports coming out about him in... Training camp, he's, you know, extremely athletic, but obviously was such a late round pick that there's, you know, not a ton of information or things to know about him out there. But if you can find a guy like that, that can, you know, have some production for you in a late round, I mean, that's a big win. So I'm interested to see if he makes the roster. And if he does make the roster, does he get any time? And and what does that look like? So that'll be something to keep an eye on as we move throughout training camp and get into the season. Okay, last topic, obviously, the big one, the Deshaun Watson suspension. Sue Robinson came to her decision today, um, as I'm recording this, you're probably listening to it the day after, um, that Deshaun's going to be suspended for six games. He did not get any fine uh, along with that. Um, The NFL has three days to appeal this decision. I am of the belief that the NFL is not going to do that. Um, because Deshaun's camp and the NFL Players Association have already said that if the, the NFL does decide to do that, they will take him to court. So I don't think the NFL wants to deal with that. I don't think they want to um, you know, knock down what Sue Robinson is doing on her first big case with the NFL. I think um, they'll want to show that they respect it and that she really is this independent arbitrator that is making these decisions. Um, So I I don't see them appealing it, but the only reason I feel like I could is when it comes to public perception and if they don't like the response that they've seen today from the public on six games, if they decide to up it just from that standpoint, but um, which... That's what the NFL does all the time at the end of the day. Everything is about what it looks like, not what they actually feel like the right choice is. It's all for PR. So I am I could see them doing it from that standpoint, but um, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be six games and that's what we're going to move forward with. This situation has still been hard for me because I get why Browns fans want to fully move on and this is our guy he's our quarterback um that's who we're playing with and I very much understand that it just it's sad to see sometimes the way people can get so extremely dismissive of what 
he actually did because they're tired of talking about it. Um, and I get it. I'm tired of talking about it too. It's hard to have such a serious topic come up constantly, but just because you want the Browns to win and you want the guy to be able to play does not mean that, um, you can just completely dismiss everything that happened. I mean, even in Sue Robinson's ruling, she very much laid out that there was a lot of wrongdoing on the part of Deshaun Watson. It's not like it was six games because he did nothing. It's six games because there were some really bad things that he was doing, um, and she did lay that out in there. So I know six seems like a low number because the league was calling for a year and those kinds of things, but if you actually read the, the pages of what came out from Sue Robinson's ruling, uh, you will see that a lot of wrongdoing was found, and I think it's important to remember that. And as much as I love football and I want to, you know, move on to just football, um, I don't ever want to come off as like being disrespectful of what happened um, and what these women went through because for at least a lot of them or some of them, it was a very real and awful experience and. I think as we're talking about these things, it's important to still remember that um, as much as we want to, to just move on to football. And then on the other end of it, it's hard for me when people very much don't want anyone to be a Browns fan. They want everyone to you know, hate the team forever um, and that there's no path forward for moving on. I struggle with that too because this is my team and it's the team I love. It's the team I'm always going to root for. There are will end up being 52 other guys on the roster that I want to cheer for and love. And then in terms of Deshaun, like as wrong as I feel like what he's done, I I want to believe in redemption and the ability to turn yourself around. Um, which it's obviously hard in this case because it was such a repeated behavior. It's hard to believe that, but I want to always believe in the redemption of people and for people to have the chance to change and become better people. Um, And he's going to be our quarterback and be in our community. So I can only want for him to be those things and for him to be, you know, a good man and give back to our community and, in the way that I would hope that any quarterback would, especially one making $230 million guaranteed. So I'm not going to sit here and wish the worst on him because I don't have a choice that he's here. He's He is the Cleveland Browns quarterback. Um, it, that's the way it is. I don't make the choices. I'm not the one who picks players for the team. So I can only hope that he does good things in the city of Cleveland um, because I love the city and I care about the people here. And um, that's what I want at the end of the day. And I've been frustrated, I think, listening to all of the discourse around it um, from a lot of other fan bases, kind of trying to take more of like a moral high ground on the situation. And I get like the instinct to want to do that because especially when it's, you know, it's a competition, a competitive sport. Uh, it's easy to want to go to those things in order to boost yourself up over other people. But I hate to tell all of these other fan bases, but their team would have made the same move seven days a week if they needed a guy and they'll probably do it to them at some point. They will make a move that that fan base strongly disagrees with, or they may have already done that at some point. I mean, there are there are stories on every single NFL team where you're like, oof, that was a shady move they made. Not sure if they should have gone for that guy or if they should have overlooked this thing that everyone knew about. 
um, or if this guy should have been, you know, employed and getting paid by an NFL team. It's happened a million times. It's going to happen a million more times. And you are not better than Browns fans if you are cheering for another team. Um, there's not like a moral superiority that you have for doing that. And I'm, I'm a little bit sick of seeing those things because I know who I am as a person. I know who a lot of other Browns fans are as people. Um, a lot of us have like struggled and battled. <clears throat> sorry. A lot of us have struggled and battled with the decision in general. And, um, you know, it would be tough. It's a tough position for any fan base to be put in um, to kind of have to, to grapple with. And like I said, your team's probably already made a decision that was something like this or is going to make a decision like that in the future. So you just have to be careful, I feel like, as a fan of an NFL team taking some moral high ground because it is a league-wide problem that has existed for the entirety of the existence of the league. And it will continue to exist like that. So, um, yeah, I just had to say that because it's, it's starting to get a little crazy every time uh, you see other fan bases doing that. And I don't shame anyone who decided to not be a Browns fan anymore because of it, because this decision was too much for them and it was, it was too far. I totally get and respect that. And I also get the people that are staying around as Browns fans because it's, it's just ingrained in who we are and our DNA. And we've always loved the team. We will love the team past Deshaun and we're going to love the team now and recognizing that there's other guys on that roster that we also love and care about. So that's all That's all we can do at the end of the day. I can only control the things that are in my control, and I think that's something we all need to uh, remember, that we are not, you know, the, the decision... We As a fan base, we are not the decision makers of our NFL team, and we should treat each other as such. <laughs> All right, well, we'll see what happens with the Deshaun suspension as we go into, you know, the coming week, or well, I guess coming days on what the NFL decides to do. Um, if it sticks as six games, then that puts the Browns in a pretty good position, as we have kind of discussed before, being that the first four-game stretch of our season is a pretty easy four-game stretch. Um, and we have a decent chance to have Jacoby get some wins out there. I think he can hold the fort down. He's been in our system now since March and knows what's going on. Um, so I feel pretty good about us getting at least a couple wins during that point. Well, I haven't, I just realized I haven't even recorded since the Baker trade was made, but Baker is a Carolina Panther now. So don't have to get in that too much because honestly, I'm, I'm tired of talking about that situation. But I realized now as I was talking about Jacoby that um, that quarterback room no longer has Baker Mayfield anymore um, and that I haven't talked about it on here yet. So um, I think Jacoby is going to be well suited in uh, just going out there and doing what he needs to do. He's been put in tough positions in his career before, um, and this is this is no different. So hopefully we can start off like three and three, four and two. That would be super ideal. Um, and then we come back into it with Deshaun facing Baltimore and Cincinnati. So those crowds are certainly going to be uh, pretty rowdy, but um, we will see what happens. All right, so a little bit of a shorter episode, but you know, we're easing back into things here. So that is 
all I have for you guys today. Um, if you just want to leave a rating or review, that would be great. Um, and I will catch you on the next one.